This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. It's Corona time. The coronavirus. COVID outbreak. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. It forced quarantine. Global coronavirus. Your attention, please. Flight crew, please prepare for takeoff. This week on COVID Abroad, we head somewhere closer to home. This place is currently sitting around 50,000 COVID cases and over 1,000 deaths. It is located between the Korean Peninsula and the Pacific Ocean. We are obviously talking about Japan. Today, we are going to talk to a resident of the greater Tokyo area who has lived in Japan for 10 years. He, is, he hasn't always lived there, but he was born and raised in New Zealand. Now he lives in Japan with his wife and child as an English teacher. Stephen Swain, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, so, Stephen... In Japan, the average number of daily infections continue to rise with roughly 1,000-plus cases coming in daily. How are you and your family doing? Oh, we're doing pretty good. I mean, we are quite close to the Tokyo, the area where it's the most affected. But so far, we haven't directly been affected at all, which is great. Yeah, no, of course. Now, as the world has, this, has to decide between stopping coronavirus and rebuilding the local economies... Are you fearful for your and your family's future? Well, I think it's... Uh, I think the government needs to step in a little bit more sometimes. But overall, I'm... Me and my family are actually in pretty good position. We actually... We're part of a larger company that's looking after us really well. But I know there's lots of people in Japan who are not doing so well and really do need more support. So, as Tokyo is obviously a major hub for everything around the Pacific region, and since it was in close geological proximity to China, do you think the lockdown laws in Japan were adequate enough to limit the spread of COVID, or do you think the government could have done more? Well, I think that they couldn't really have done more. We are very close to China, and we get lots of Chinese um, tourists coming in, so the spread was pretty much very quick to come to Japan. Um, they've done a really good job at trying to keep it locked down and try and keep it out. But with the population of Japan, it's very hard to keep the amount of people who need support, who need uh, jobs, who need to keep daily life and daily support going, and also try and keep the support, you know, in general going. So obviously, we've been spending a lot of time in lockdown and stuff like that. What is something that you've actually learned about yourself during this pandemic? Wow. Resourcefulness, I think. I mean, not just myself, but because I'm a community of teachers, there are lots of other teachers who have learned to go do online resources. Um, they've changed their, their way of thinking. They don't have to go to the school per se. They don't have to be around their clients so much, which means you have to really pull your resources together using the internet, using um, your communities a lot more effectively. That's a really good answer, Stephen, yeah. because I think it's like it's really making people be more creative about how they need to do work and schooling and like seeing their friends and family. So I think that's a really good answer. Um, finally, what do you miss most about the pre-corona world and what is the first thing that you will do once the pandemic is over? Well, I'm hoping it'll be over quickly, but what looks of it might be around for a lot longer. But I miss just being able to go out and go to a restaurant, have a nice meal, 
everywhere is plastic sheets now. It's really like everywhere you go to supermarkets, you go to the convenience store, you got everywhere is plastic sheets for protecting. And now even as I'm teaching English, so I never wear a visor over my face, which just really is hot and uncomfortable in summer. But um, I go to the beach, jump in the sea, go for a swim, you know, go and eat a meal in a restaurant, that sort of things that, you know, such a small thing when you when you have it, but when you don't have it, just realize how much of a big effect it is on other on you know being able to go and enjoy yourself. Yeah, you you don't realize how much like you take things for granted before you can't do them anymore. Like those little things, like going to the beach and not having to wear a face mask. Like the things that you don't think about, but then when they either taken away or forced upon you it's really sad sometimes yeah we've actually been very lucky in australia to actually be able to get out yeah um thank you so much for joining us today Stephen. it was great meeting you and talking to you today yeah thank you very much Amy. and coming up we have gabby with try something so stick around and learn more about that you're listening to for the record on phoenixradio.com.au high achieving year 12 students who put the university of southern queensland first on their qtac application could become rewarded. Automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au slash become rewarded for more details.